Lower there. I'm, twen- I'm 20 pounds down. Fuck off, you are not. I am. Congratulations. 20 pounds down. Put that in your fucking pipe and smoke it, bitch. Is that in punt now or what currency? Yeah, I, 20 pounds. We. We. That's two, that's, that's two children you've lost now, Stephen. And not just yeah. because of carelessness. Yeah, twins. <laughs> I suppose. What would you have named them? Um, Fatty and... Adipose. An Oedipus. God, that, um, I, I think that took a bit of a grim turn to start things out with, but I'm delighted for you. £20 is, is huge. Yeah, yeah. Do, doing my thing. I'm almost halfway to what we lost in the first season. In two weeks. Mm. Christ, if only you'd been trying from the start of the thing, you'd be in minus. I know, yeah, yeah. But I didn't, and I am now doing it, and yay. Is there any visual change? Yes, I got into my suit. Great. Well, as many of the audience will realise, that is the most important thing. Mm. I got into my suit and the trousers and everything. I was delighted. Great. So are you going to create an occasion now to wear your suit and your trousers? I am going to have to probably do so, but I I think I think it, like if I lost another few pounds, it would it would look better on me. But I'm into it now. Yes, that's great. So, yeah, I was really pleased with that. And, well, you should be pleased. That's insane progress for, again, like like we can call it, just, just two weeks. So are you thinking of extending your goal weight now as a result? Well, I'm going to just keep going with it as long as I can. I mean, I, I'm i just going to keep keep on trucking, do, do what I can, get rid of as much as I can. But my blood pressure is down, which is great. Fantastic. By a lot? By a considerable amount. I was 128 over 86 today. Or 84, I think. And, I mean, that's down from, like, over 140. Which, I mean, 120 is... is Under 120 would be kind of normal. 140 is... Danger zone. Uh, no, it's, it's, it's not quite danger zone, but danger it's... Danger zone. Um, it, it, it's, it's unwell, like. Yeah. And... And I'm down to one two eight, so I'm dropping considerably, and I'm feeling the better of it. So as usual, you're just above average. Just above average. And Jim O'Doherty got uh... arrested. Arrested, yeah. Yes. My big fear about that video is that if you had no idea who she was, she looks like a victim. Yeah, but she's a wagon. Oh, she's an absolute wagon. She's a wonderly wagon. Um. And hopefully the judge will will see that too. But yeah, I couldn't. That was just an easy connection to an easy thread to yeah, make. To. Yeah. No, I liked that. I liked that. But what they got her for is kind of such a non-event that I reckon she'll wear it as a badge of pride. It's just a, a nice kick for people who don't like her to see that she's been through what will in the long term be a minor inconvenience yeah yeah i mean it's quite in, insignificant but it's all it was also just very satisfying to go yeah fuck off it was and uh seeing the guards cut down her banners and stuff and she in the background shouting you're invading my rights you're like yeah 
Oh, of course. It's, you know, like, the, the indignation. And she, she was calling the guards, what was it? Traitor isn't traitor. the wrong word. Was it traitor? She did use the word traitor. God bless you. Will you just stop? Yeah, just go away. Yeah. Go away, Jim O'Darty. If they could actually use this in, I imagine she'll have some sort of hearing where they'll hand down a fine or something. Yeah, she's going to have to go before the courts with it. If anyone listening has any connection with a barrister or a solicitor that may be involved, if this could be used in court as a character reference, I would I would pretty much like that. And I will go on record now with my quote for a character reference that Jim O'Doherty, a real jerk. Go away, Jim O'Doherty. Yeah. Did anyone yeah. else get arrested or was it just her? I don't, I don't know. I think it was just her, but it was fucking very satisfying because she's such an old strop. What I appreciated about it as well is I, I'd say the guard knew exactly what he was doing because the second she said, I'm not giving you my name, he went, yeah, I've got you now. Fuck you. Yeah, yeah. He knew, he knew what he was doing. Yeah. You wouldn't go into that situation not knowing. Mm. Fuck it. It was very satisfying to watch. What an old strop. Yeah. So any news with you? How's your running going? Uh, I actually just went out for a run before we got on the call. You got the runs? I did get the runs. I got the runs all up and down the canal. Because you, you big dirty rat, were asleep when we were supposed to record an hour ago. And I've been having just a pretty annoyed, anxious, shitty day. So, And I didn't get to go out for a run at lunchtime because I just had shit that I had to do. So... When I had that extra time, I went, you know what, fuck it. I'm going to get out and have a run. And I was so pent up that I just pegged it around. And I figured, you know, at least that will maybe lift my mood up a bit and get the endorphins going, which are which are definitely my favorite kind of orphan. And it did a little bit. I, I, I feel a bit of levity afterwards, whether it's the shower or the run. But yeah, and that's good. It running in general... I went Sunday, went Saturday. I think I only missed one day last week. So I'm being pretty, pretty stringent with that. But you are absolutely owning me in terms of distance because I'll only go 3K during the week and seven or eight at the weekend. So you're absolutely destroying me in terms of mass. Yes, but also I will say I run so fucking slowly. What slowly? Probably nearly walking pace. <laughs> I run really slow. Like there was, I was running one day, and I looked, and there was, there was a girl walking behind me, and I had to keep kind of just upping my pace so she wouldn't fucking catch up with me. Oh, that is mortifying. Yeah, yeah. But the thing is, it it's it's more about the fact that I'm I'm actually lifting lifting the legs and you know doing the motion rather than the speed because uh, it means that I'm. You know, I'm in cardio, um, sweating and doing the thing. So if uh, any listener has a better insight, because I think we've talked before about what the difference between a walk and a run is. And I'm going to put out my own definition of what the difference is between a walk and a run now is that on a run or a jog, your tits bounce and on a walk, they don't. That's pretty accurate. Uh, any yeah, runningologists out there, if you'd like to contradict me, get me at... Um, at Stephen Ryan JVS on Twitter. I, yeah, no, I, I, I'm doing the, I'm, I'm doing it though, and it's, it's going well. I'm getting a little bit bored of eating eggs. 
Yeah, I kind of got sick to the shit of eggs as well recently and just stopped buying them and switched over to avocados instead for, for my lunchtime because there's only so many ways you can have them. And I find, like, working from home, lockdown life, everything is so much the same all the time that diversity in your food, if not for health, but for mental health, is nearly just as important because, fuck me, eggs, as diverse as they are, get old quick. Mm. Got a mid lovely uh, rainbow trout the last day. I, when you said made, I kind of had a picture of you like creating a fish. What what did you do with it? I put it in uh, silver paper and put in with the salt, pepper, parsley, lemon, cherry tomatoes. That sounds delicious, Stephen. Uh, when it you was... say silver paper, you mean tinfoil. Yeah, I yeah. can't remember the word. It's funny you mentioned that, actually, because I was cooking salmon this week and that's exactly what I was trying myself. I was lo- I was like Googling different ways to cook salmon or to, you know, to, to make it hot and edible, even though you don't really need to do that with salmon, I guess. But uh, yeah, I put it in the tinfoil also and I find it's a great way to do it as opposed to just grilling it. And I didn't, what I didn't want to do was put it in a pan because then I'd have lots of olive oil and stuff as well. But yeah. So it, it was excellent. Yeah, I think if you're doing stuff in the pan, it it sort of dries it out a bit. Whereas what I really like about the tinfoil is that it keeps it from, it, it kind of keeps it uh, sopping. Yeah. Yeah. Keep... And afterwards it makes a fantastic hat then. To keep all the lizard people out of your brain. Did you see that that protest that was happening in Nimerick? Yeah, I did actually. Um, I can't remember who did it. I think it was something to do with... No, it's gone out of my mind now. But yeah, they had all their tinfoil hats and funny signs. Yeah, yeah. The only chips in me are Donkey Ford. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) It's a great idea. Like some group, I can't remember. Was it Acid Granny or another band like them? up in Dublin recently were out on a beach doing a similar protest and screaming and shouting but shouting anti-anti-mask and anti-anti-vax stuff mm. uh, but through the kind of vein of someone who was, was anti-vax and it was very, very funny. I don't know does it land but it's certainly funny. Yeah, yeah. The Yeah, I thought it was I, th- I thought it was quite amusing the and the make, make yolks of fiver again. Make yolks of fiver again. That's right. <laughs> um, yeah, it's it's that kind of thing that will keep them from getting the national publicity. But it's still appreciated. And I don't think it was really intended to get national publicity. Yeah, yeah. But that's what I love about, and this is not fitness at all, but it, it's really something I love about Limerick. Is just, it's, you know... Willingness to embrace the surreal and mad that is, you know, Ireland, but also mainly the west of Ireland. Yeah, it it's certainly there in the humour, all right. Like, do you remember there was a picture doing the rounds there for a while of a swan just walking over Sarsfield Bridge? And I think it had stolen an umbrella or something. And no one tried to stop it. They were just taking pictures of it romping around. <laughs> I don't remember that. It was very good. Mm. And then there's that rumour or like myth, local myth about why people don't smoke outside Arthur's Key. What? You're not, there's a thing 
I remember hearing people talk about it one time that maybe we have talked about this in the podcast already, but people don't smoke cigarettes or at least maybe older people who are from Limerick don't smoke cigarettes outside of Arthur's Key because crows keep stealing them. Oh, never heard this. And that, like, if you want to look into the kind of the logic behind it is that crows generally will steal cigarettes because the the smoke in it or whatever is in it keeps bugs out of their nest, keeps like, you know, insects or things that will kind of fuck with them out of their nest. So they'll steal empty cigarette butts and or not empty cigarettes, butts, but like butts that were put out and put them in their nest. But seemingly outside Arthur's Key, the crows over the years were just particularly aggressive and they'd steal lightened bags out of people's mouths and bring them back to their nests. So Limerick people have just internalized over the years, whether it's through word of mouth or just osmosis. You don't smoke cigarettes outside Arthur's Key. I have never heard of this. This is all new to me. It's very good. I must look up where I heard it in the first place. But it's uh, it's lo- it's a lovely little piece of it's very local lore. Yeah, it's very Limerick. It's sort of yes, <laughs> it's dirty enough. <laughs> yeah that's a great way to put it it is just dirty enough to be uh such a limerick thing limerick you know i mean it's had its fair share of non-dirty could only happen in limerick things also i mean there was for a while you know an ongoing uh vegan cafe battle which i i kept real uh, uh interesting because i thought it was so so unique and so strange and what else do we have that's very, very... Long? I think I sent you on about uh, the Turkish baths in Limerick, which I found really amusing. The fact that there were Turkish baths in Limerick going back into the 19th century. But one of the problems is someone tried to open their own Turkish bath and undercut the... Yes. Which, is, again, just, 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 just the lack of imagination that would bring you there. The lack of imagination, but also the sheer begrudgery. Yeah, yeah, just the, the general shittiness of, of going, right, we already, like, Limerick did not need two fucking Turkish bats, let's be fair. No, but it's, it's, it's very Limerick for someone to say, I know this is doomed to fail because we don't need two, but I'm having one so he can't have one. Yeah. It's, it's yeah, fantastic. Yeah, yeah. It's um yeah, it's fucking bizarre. Limerick Limerick's such an odd odd fish. It's extremely odd and what I, I do dislike about it is that it doesn't get that well maybe I suppose the rubber bandits have done enough positive PR for Limerick that it doesn't get as much of a beating in the press anymore. But that whole thing of oh you'll get stabbed if you go to Limerick it's just doesn't catch the flavour of what the city is at all. Mm, yeah. There is there is a sort of a weird edge on Limerick though. Well, I I will say that someone did threaten to stab me once. Yeah. Um And I did get caught in the face once. Did you? I did. What happened? A young lad's trying to rob my phone, pulled a Stanley, cut me in the face. Oh fuck. Was it close to your eye? Uh, it was on the cheap, but they didn't go deep on it, so it, it it was just superficial. Did they get your phone? No. 
Well, victory for you then. Yeah. And you got a badass scar out of it. I didn't get any scar, fortunately, because it, it was yeah, it was in the middle of the fucking day. I was teenage. I was a teenager at the time. Oh, well, it's far more intimidating when you are. Well, it's it's always intimidating because out in the face. Let's be honest. Yeah. But um, yeah, fuck. How did you react? Did you? In, I kind did of you... didn't know what I, what to do. You know, I was I hadn't encountered something like this before. Did you give violence back to him? Um, like probably very light. You know, maybe pushed or something. You know, as but I yeah, I, I kind of didn't know what to do because yeah, I, I can imagine because it was such a uh, I I I'd never encountered something like this before and how much younger were they than you um like i was a teenager they were teenagers i think okay so it wasn't just like a child yeah no no um i think i think that was the general thing they were younger than me but we're you know it was all teenagers right I remember when I was a kid, uh, not growing up in Limerick, growing up in Gilgeny, in case we tell too many stories of violence in, in, in Limerick. Uh, kids, like say, I would have been 12, 13, and then there were little kids, they must have been like 6 to 8, mm. and they'd try and mug you on the street, mm. and they would just lay fucking digs into you. But... <laughs> No, I must have been a bit older. I was maybe 15, 16. And these were half my age. Just jumping up and decking you. And you're like, I can't hit you because you're a child. Yeah, there's a weird... <laughs> but I don't know what to do. Yeah, yeah. That that creates a weird sort of a, what the fuck is this? Yeah. And like, I remember I was, I was with a girl at the time and we were just walking up the street. I can't remember where we were going. We were just walking around town. And these little cunts behind me just punching me in the back of the head for like what the whole length of the street. <laughs> and she's like, don't do anything. It's way more impressive if you don't do anything. And I'm like, yeah, I know. But but dickhead. <laughs> how do I make this stop? <laughs> it's funnier because it's you as well. I don't know why. Why? Uh, just the idea of, I don't know, there's, some, there's something funnier about a kid hitting you than... I think most people. Well, I am very non-threatening, so I think, yeah, I can imagine. Yeah, what you, what you're seeing in your head. Yeah, yeah, it's sort of like yeah, like I imagine you with your with your your tweed jacket and your cap and just a kid popping you in the back of the head. <laughs> it was awful. They had to they had to jump and everything and getting good fucking swings at it, and you're like. Uh, like okay, I I I I am a scrawny person now, and I was a scrawny person even more so as a teenager, but I still would have laid the fucker out if I hit him. Yeah, yeah. So you're like, I can't punch this child, uh, let alone the repercussions of what I imagine would be a a big family that he would come <laughs> try and get his retribution afterwards. But you just kind of have to. Like that episode of The Simpsons where Homer is fighting Dredrick Tatum where you just have to let them tire themselves out and then they'll fuck off. Do you know what's quite kind of funny is you have a friend and she was listening to she was listening to the podcast and you just came up in conversation and she wanted to know what you looked like because when you're only hearing the voice it doesn't 
That's a great question. It, it kind of created, you know, and and then I showed 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 her a picture of you, and she, she was expecting something else, and I'd love to know what she thought you might look like. I ruined now that you didn't you. follow up on that. You must <laughs> message her just out of the blue, just hey, you up? <laughs> what the fuck <laughs> did you think? Yeah, yeah, it's such an odd one, because I'd love to know like what what she envisioned. Yeah. But so would I actually. Based just on on having heard you. I imagine a lot more hair for sure. Maybe. I don't. I don't sound. I don't sound like I have the dulcet tones of a bald man. Um. Yeah. Yeah. I would love to to uh to have a little uh Twitter phone in competition where people would just send us stock pictures of what they think we look like. Well. If you're listening to the podcast and you don't know us, that excludes Andy Joyce, and you don't know us, send in pictures of what we might look like. Either way, we're going to get some fairly offensive pictures as a result of this. And pl- uh, yeah, and, uh, yeah. Th- th- there's no, <laughs> there's no way, and he's not going to just send us pictures to insult. That's that's a given, I think. But see, okay, we know. You've already said multiple times on multiple episodes that you're a big gentleman. And you've talked about your love of Tweety suits and stuff like that. So I think people can get a pretty good picture of you. Maybe. Like, I, I, yeah, I I just don't know what you might look like based on what people hear. Mr. Burns. Maybe. I'm given a lot of Simpsons references this evening for someone who doesn't watch The Simpsons. I watch The Simpsons. I've watched every episode. Still? Yeah. No. I, I lost, lost it. By Christ, it's gone to shite. I'm kind of like that with The Walking Dead. You just can't give up on it now because you're so invested. Yeah, it's it's just fucking... Well, well, stop watching The Walking Dead. You shouldn't watch that from the get-go. But... But yeah, yeah, it's just like, I like The Simpsons. It's shit now, but it's sort of, I can't not watch it. Like, What are your thoughts on, have we discussed Apu before? I don't think we have. Might have done. Do you My have, thoughts as a Simpsons on, fan, do you have feelings about that? I thought it was a load of bollocks. Did you? Is, is it something that's happening a lot now? There's a cartoon I also like called Central Park. It's on Apple TV. It's a musical cartoon I, show. I've seen the thing, but I haven't watched it. It's really, really good. I I love the hell out of it. And one of the main characters in it, it's a kind of mixed race family uh, who, who are the caretakers for Central Park. And the dad is, is black and the mother is white. And the two kids are kind of, you know, mm. and the two kids are an assortment of, of the between. And one of the two kids is Kirsten Bell. And people said she shouldn't play a black character. And so she stepped down from the position. And I thought, yeah. Okay, I can completely see the logic in that. But then there's another character. There's a middle-aged white woman. And I can't remember the, the name of the guy, the actor. I think it's David Diggs. He played Jefferson in Hamilton. And he's playing that role. And there's no talk of him playing a woman. Yeah, like, I mean, in The Simpsons as well, you'd Bart, his voice is done by a woman. Nancy Cartwright, yeah. But the thing, the thing is, it's just, it's not necessarily about the person who's doing it. If they're, you know, if they're able to do a voice and it sounds kind of right, 
that's what you're doing. I think cartoons present a very unique thing with this because because you're not seeing the actor. Like I completely mm. agree that we need more diversity and certainly if not diversity, accuracy in the characters that we have. Like of course we should have more diverse casts, but in the cast that we have, accuracy is, is completely important. Like having an American woman playing, you know, the real live version of Mulan is ridiculous. But in cartoons those lines are so blurred because you never see them that yeah i i do agree to some extent no i agree to every extent new cartoons with diverse characters need that representation and they should be cast not with some white voice actor who can do voices but with you know with giving people opportunities but with something that's been established for so long that becomes gray because apu was an established uh, household name you know yeah and I mean, I will say Hank Azaria is fucking incredible for his ability. He's great, yeah. I mean, and this, like, I'm sure a lot of the reason why Hank Azaria plays so many different characters is because Hank Azaria is brilliant at playing so many different characters. And also, there's probably an economic decision there. You get somebody who's great and has great ability to cover so many different people, and then you, you just pay one person. I mean, I'm sure yes, it's an economic decision that was made. If you were to cast several up-and-coming and actors, you would probably pay them a lot less than you would pay one Hank Azaria. This is true, but also, if if you're doing it and they leave the show, you know, if you have ten people, you're more likely to lose two of them. And then you have to recast them, or you don't, and they won't will sound wonky. You know, there's lots of things. Whereas if you have one person who does loads of characters, you don't have to, you don't have to replace them. Yeah, absolutely. This you is know, actually kind of feasible. There, there's reasons I think for it as well, you know, that are, are sort of just common sense. Well, yeah, I mean, it, it, it comes from, I was watching a documentary about the fast show yesterday. Mm. It seems to be some anniversary of the fast show, which was excellent right. uh, as a, as a sketch comedy thing. Uh, far better. I would argue then, it's contemporary at the time, which was Harry Enfield. Didn't really dig him. Oh, no, I, but, I, I thought Harry Enfield was very good as well. Yeah, I, he, he wasn't for me, but I, I liked the fast show. It had a surreal element to it that I, I appreciated because I was very young when it was on. Uh, it, it seemingly ended in 97, so I was really young watching it. Hmm. But I'd say we probably got lots of reruns of it, though. Certainly. Cheesy peas. That was great. Cheesy peas, uh, yeah, yeah. But what what with that is they have that very English approach of you have players and you, no matter who, no matter what sketch you write, the players fill the role. And I imagine mm. like in, in that era of, of Hollywood too, it was very much the same with things like The Simpsons is you have players and your your cast is filled with these players, which is why. Uh, voice actors yeah. will double up so much because they have a roster I mean you even see with movie makers in general they'll use a lot of the same actors like Martin McDonough will reuse Colin Farrell a lot and, and Joss Whedon uses um, the same people for every fucking project but it's it's they're almost kind of making their own rep theatre company and, and filling the roles with that and it, it's it's really approaching things from two different schools of of that the the you know the rep school 
where you, you have those people and this other need for actual representation. Yeah, yeah. I think if you were starting something now, it would be quite different. But when you're looking at something that's 30 years on the trot, trying to fucking better, you know, the thing is, The Simpsons should be dead in the water at this point because it's kind of crap. Yeah. But it's not. I, I don't know. There was a really good, your man's documentary on it, on the Apu thing. But there was a really good rebuttal by an English comedian called Raoul Coley, and I I just okay. I just felt it was it was a really good rebuttal worth the look. So if you if anyone is listening and interested in the topic, I would recommend listening to it. Give us a summary. Well, I I can't read it because you you just gotta watch it. It's a rebuttal, like you know, he goes through the points and argues them out, and he does it really well. Oh, but tweet tweet it out on the Twitter. Yeah, 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 yeah. He said, sounding like the oldest person in the world. <laughs> right, I am going to go. I'm very fucking tired, Adam. I, I feel you. Yeah. It's been a long one day. But go on, get out of here. I will go too. I still have to do myself a, a cooking so I can eat. And have a great week. Go fuck yourself, Adam. That will be after I eat. Have a good one. You too, Steve. Bye-bye. Bye bye.